Yeah. Make it. I don't know. I'd, I don't even come give yeah. anyone any ideas about how to collect taxes. <laughs> but. Welcome to Far North Dark. This is episode 151, September 8, 2019. Your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening to these special political shows this month focusing on Fairbanks Mayor Gatternet. Last week, we had Frank Turney. This week, Catherine Dodge. Enjoy. Thank you to sponsors. Good Cannabis, Chena Cannabis, Aurora Apothecary, Dab Lab AK, and token sponsors, Green Dreams Cultivation, Frizen Farms, and Alaskan Blooms. Here's Token. Welcome to Far North Tokers. Catherine Dodge, Fairbanks City Mayor candidate. Come all the way to the studio. I'm really happy you did because we have a lot of ways to do this. Mm-hmm. We talked through Skype last time, right? which is a different thing. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in our own place and really comfortable, but we miss this. We right. miss the looking at each other and feeding off each other and how that can work in a conversation. Studio is not much. We are so in the beginnings of what this could be, but it's a space. And one day, one day, maybe it can become something. So I, I appreciate you coming out here and, and walking into the unknown. My pleasure. Thanks thank for you coming. for asking. And thanks for letting Dougie Dog come visit. Oh, no, he's having a good time. Yeah. He's just sitting right up here. Dougie Dog. Dougie huh? Dog. That's his name. Does he go with you everywhere? Close. He says, I don't get to go to some places. Yeah, they don't that. understand that I'm Dougie Dog. Just hang out in the car? Yeah, I get, get your own space, huh? Don't he says, the away. bad thing is it's coming up on that cold time when I don't get to go anymore. Oh, but sit in the kennel at home or got to... Stay at home. Yeah, he doesn't need the kennel. That's good. Rent a house. Doing tricks, though. Yep. You've got a history and background of politics. You're not just coming in here as um, someone just throwing their hat in the ring in the beginning. You've thrown your hat in many times, and you've been a representative. Did you do anything before you were an assemblywoman for Fairbanks, Borough? Sure. I worked for the mayor's office for eight years. Oh, wow. In um, what capacity? Economic development. That's why, I, that's why I understand a lot of the industries and the economy of our community. That's oh, wow. why I began reviewing, and I used to write, actually, for the Fairbanks North Star Borough Quarterly. Uh, just an economic analysis of I'd look at the numbers and what I knew was going on and kind of write a summary of what I observed given the numbers and the input. That's one of the major things everyone talks about. How are you going to bring revenue to the city, right? Yeah. You have a budget. Yep. And two ways to increase the budget. Well, I, I three ways, right? We can get rid of things. Well, that's 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 decreasing expenses, but yeah. Okay, so like you're a balancing. Thing. You're talking about balancing. There's, okay, and you're right. There's two sides of a balance sheet. There's there's revenues and there's expenses. And raise taxes. Yep, that's which one way. Uh, yep. people when they hear that whether yep. whether you agree with it or not, it, it's something that is a part of our American system. That if we want to live in a society, we including we the including the no re, uh, reaction. Sure. Yeah, that's pretty automatic. Raise taxes or, or bring in new industry. Right. Or, right. or increase economic activity. Promote business. Yeah. And See, small businesses talked about a lot. Yeah. What also, one of the things you may not know about me also is I used to, I have really been in economic development about 15 years in our community. So I worked at the borough mayor's office 
for um, eight years in economic development. And then I went to Colcom Housing Research Center for two years. And there I learned about energy efficiency. I did analysis of the impacts of the energy efficiency retrofits that were done by AHFC. And then I went to the University uh, Cooperative Extension, and there I established a small business program, small business development program. So working with a lot of partners around town to help small businesses um, in whatever they needed, right? Whether it was establishing or they were stuck or they needed help with their accounting. That's a really cool service that I don't think many, many people don't even know about. And just through the cooperative extension? Well, it's not really thriving. I left a couple of years ago. Is it? um, And no one has really picked it up. Is it just no one knows about it or just that it? No, um, there's no one doing it. That that position has been eliminated. But Small Business Development Center, Russ Talvey um, and Paul Robinson still work on it. But the the feds and the university were worried about um, cannabis. And I actually was what's called the SCORED Regional Director, which is a small business mentoring group. And um, they didn't want us doing it either, but we just, you know, we just did. In wow. fact, I, I wrote an article for... They didn't want to... Ha- they, oh, they didn't want to... They were too afraid of federal... Yeah, right. a, lot of, yeah. a lot of the people getting involved in that had, didn't know where to start. Well, and we, with books we had and them in our classes because, you know, we helped anybody. Mm-hmm. And... Business it, is business, it's right? business is business is what I see. Yes, absolutely. So we found ways. Right. You, you um, sell things or well, buy things. My, my friend in Cooperative Extension down in Anchorage, or Matsuyu, said, oh, yeah, I used to get a lot of calls about tomatoes. <laughs> How <laughs> so, do I sell so, tomatoes? So we just help people market their tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. There, there are creative ways around a yeah. lot of things, right? Yeah. You shouldn't then, have to do it, but hey. And that's you put up a regulation and... People find ways around regulations, and then we build another regulation, and then people find a way around that, and then we're found with all these regulations building right, up in right, this bureaucracy right. of. Ugh. Well, it's actually one of the questions I have um, as mayor. You know, what is it we're doing that we could we need to quit doing? Are we doing things that are getting in the way? We, not that we want to have a you know free for all. It's not about eliminating appropriate regulations, but if there are things we're doing that are that we don't need to do that are stopping people. Or do you see anything that sticks out right now? Nothing that I'm quite ready to talk about. But, you know, if I, I'm looking at, um, I want to make sure it's easy to renovate in the city. Gotcha. Easy and again, appropriate. Building codes are there for a reason. But, you know. How about the trash? Shoshana talked about that issue. Frank talked about uh-huh. that issue. The idea of, having to pay some fee to have your trash picked up. We do that now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, Frank is against it. He wants well, a, fri- a private enterprise yeah. to come in and do it or take it out to the borough. I would not. I mean, I'm always willing to listen to people, but it, on the face of it, I don't think that's where I would go. Um, keep your city clean. Keep your city clean right now. I think it's affordable. You bring in private industry. They need to make a profit as in, as well as haul the garbage off. Right. If you start making it optional, then I do it and you don't. And so we start having more problems with trash. Um, How long has that been in existence? I, I would rather look at expanding it to you know other areas and serving other areas, although probably 
now that I say that, that's that would be competing with private industry. But I'm thinking like Cheetah Pump Road or something. Sure. I'm, well, it's just an agreement, yeah. right? It's like right. agreeing to go into the road service when you get your yep. your group to say, okay, we want to do this, or it's voluntary. Yeah, that would, and and probably waste management can manage that. It should, but I think that eliminating garbage is not a good idea. We there's, have a hard enough time right There's now. this thought, if, if you don't like it, you can move. Well, and that's the, not a useful attitude either. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But it, it, it's what exists. It is, yes. If you don't like this service, and we're, we've, we've as a city agreed that we're going to do this, you can fight it and right. keep fighting and fighting and fighting and talk about it and be allowed, cog against it, or leave. Yeah. That's the that beauty of the Republic. An option. Yep, you can move. Right. So do you know how long this has been in effect? Like some of these people that are screaming about it, did they know when they're moving in that this is... Well, I know. I've been paying it for 20 years. There you go. You so know, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure it was there for quite a while before that. Yes. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. When you move into the city. Right. So, so that's, that's a piece. And there's pros and cons, right? We have building codes, so we have structures that are... More, I don't know if I want to say reliable or sound, you know, that you have some confidence that they meet codes and, and that they're continuity. safe. Right. Just that things aren't just put together and yeah, slapped together like, and yes. making things maybe unsafe or. Yeah. Hello. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore, located in downtown Fairbanks. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore, located downtown Fairbanks, provides families, people, and pets with a wide variety of products from Mother Nature. We carry brands like Renew, Green Roads, Creating Better Days, CBD Plus Oil, and Select. Aurora Apothecary, 2nd Avenue, Fairbanks, Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., 456 that's 456-4367. Aurora Apothecary, your CBD superstore for pets and people. Have a wonderful day. One of the highlights of your political career that I see for cannabis mm-hmm. is sitting as the chair of the Borough Assembly mm-hmm. during so much regulation in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Were you... You were on the assembly when it legalized, right? I think I came on. I can't remember if I was or if it had already been legalized. When was it legalized? Did 2014. You say that? Oh, okay. Then I was. And then that's when we voted oh, on it. Right. And then right. the year of waiting until it could be available for the public and then the regulations of building mm-hmm, right. the business regulations. And then you became chair during when things really... When the regulations started coming in, I was actually just chair the in uh, seventeen and eighteen. That was a lot. I mean, that was. It seems like the times. regulations were a little largely bit before yeah before that. I'll bring it up. Yeah, but you were sitting there, huh? Right. Yeah. How do you get to be the chair? You're elected by your assembly members and want to do it. Mm-hmm. Do yes. They, <laughs> do they? There's both. Do you put your? Do you say I'll do it first, or you guys all know each other and nominated. just kind of feel this? Yeah. That who wants to take over? Who can right. run it? Right. Not um, Carl Castle made me his finance chair, and then the next year I was elected the deputy PO, so I was the one with the experience at the time. Regardless of how I feel about 
politics or ideas of the chair, mm-hmm. current or past. Mm-hmm. I have so much respect for how they can handle a meeting. Mm-hmm. The way you can bounce from people and hold on to it's this person's turn to talk and mm-hmm. the way Robert's rules work. Right. Gets compl- I couldn't do it. It gets complicated. No way. You figure it out eventually, but... Uh, me, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think my brain could hold it. it I was a little intimidated so when Carl said, do you want to be finance chair? I'm like, well, no, that's what Diane Hutchison does. And um, he says, well, I want you to. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I was... I remember being do you just take notes? How do, how do you keep how do you keep track, track? of whose turn it is? Any, um, any I s- have a lot. I have a sheet. You bet. And just marking off and like just mark, absolutely writing them down. Yes. Is, is, did someone give that to you or is that just your own style? I think I saw da- John Davies doing it so I adopted it. It looked like a good way to do it. No, that's what you do. You, you see something that someone else is doing that's working? Mm-hmm. Let's try it. If yeah, it doesn't absolutely. work, I'll adapt yeah, it. Or... Do something different. Oh, wow. Why go from, say, the legislative branch mm-hmm. of our government mm-hmm. to executive? Why, weren't you, why didn't you run for a city council seat? Why go for the mayor? Um, I was recruited for this position because you know, I think that we need a we need a new mayor, so that's why I'm hearing that a lot. Basically, yeah. And just that you were, um, I was the person, a prominent that, name. Yeah. You're out yeah. there. You've done it. You've done yeah. it before. Yeah. You live in the city. You can yeah. Do it. Yeah. How's that feel when someone comes to you and it wants took, you to be their champion? Yeah, it took me. A, I thought about it for quite a while. And finally, what convinced me was um, a couple of things, but probably the primary one is the mayor can convene. So if there are things that need to happen, if there are problems, the mayor can call and say, you know, I think we need to work on this. Will you come work with me? And that's what finally really convinced me to say yes. You, you seem a very neutral person. Wherever, whatever you think, you're very willing to come to the table and talk to people, bringing people together. That, you know, it's a completely good thing. Open line of communication, you used to talk to. See it as a really good thing. Do you... I work hard. To, yeah, that's certainly my goal. Chena Cannab, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway as you're hitting the lakes the summer or a Valkyrie's trip on the way out of town. Stock up on those special in-house strains. Taffy, sourdough, fruity pebbles, boost banner, green crack. Always a $5 pre-roll and special and $10 grams. Concentrates, buy good cannabis, good titrations, edibles, AK Frost, good cannabis gummies. Head on over to Chena Cannabis. Check out the full menu on Leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., 9 p.m., Sunday, noon to 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis, your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. You must feel that the mayor, we need a change in mayor. What do you think some of the direction that's been going wrong? I think that's that's a hard one to articulate. 
I would say some of it's transparency. You know, it's really important to make sure that the processes and decisions are transparent to the community, that the community feels they have an opportunity to have input and are heard. Something that I learned actually, I think it was during the attempt to put a cap on the cannabis businesses in town. I was attending the meetings because I was very interested in that. I did not support that, but I wanted to hear the arguments. I wanted to understand what the logic was of, uh, uh, and what people were, were saying. And as I watched, I realized, or I concluded that the, the city had used their, their normal process. They were not being, they were not doing anything illegal. They were just bringing something in and then you know, moving it through their process. But the industry was puzzled because it didn't, meet, didn't work within industry, typical industry ways of doing things where you talk to stakeholders and you have conversations and you, you, know, you meet with the mayor and you say, you know, how does this work? And my takeaway from that was, wow, and we were experiencing that over in, in the borough too. It's so important to talk to stakeholders before you bring something forward. Just say, hey, I'm thinking about this. It seems like you know people are talking to me about this. What do you think? What makes sense? Let's talk about it. Yes, and we react. And have that conversation <laughs> long before you bring something forward. Before the pitchforks and the torches all come out and yeah, people don't understand. It just is so important. Um, and then, as we know, you know, there were some things that the mayor flipped on that I understand were really hard decisions. There are hard decisions to make as mayor, but you have to make them, right? And you have to just say, my friends, I'm losing some friends today, but I have to do this because it's the right thing to do. And, and, and one, it's hard. a veto yeah. choice, right. you didn't have to make a decision at all. Yeah, it's true. The council made it. Yeah. And yep. could have stayed back completely, and it's not my yep. not my job, not my role. Right. Um, veto is the one of the largest powers I can think of yeah. of that executive branch that they can just Absolutely. stop something yep. that just went say, through. yeah, I don't agree with it, not doing it. Whew. Yeah. And I think that you know I don't want to I don't want to dimin diminish this the level of. Um, stress caused by people calling and, and wanting you to do something but you just have to <clears throat> you just have to do what you know to be right and and you know i'm sure that we would say that's what he did but i there we all have perceptions of right yeah and that, that's what our government's trying to do trying to right. trying to help people live together yep we yeah. we yeah. we we easily fight with each other we fight with family we but then when you don't have those relationships built up and you start those fighting, that's you need, the core. You need someone uh, to come yeah, help. And that's you yeah, it's that's the core. It's having those relationships to start with, it's having the trust to start with. You can disagree productively if you already have a relationship and you have trust and you respect the other person. If you don't if you're missing that That you know they're not coming from a bad place. Right. Like, okay. You I trust that they're not I, yeah. I know yes. that, that you I know there's no here. intention, bad yeah. intention and we can talk through this and try to figure out what's best for our community. I really like that perspective, even though up to half cannot agree with you. Yeah. 
it's a hard thing yeah. when you look at every other person and have yeah. them not agree with you. Right. And then it becomes uh, not even people don't understand that political thing. It's not a, they start to hate your person. That's, yeah, which is too bad. I mean, it really, when we personalize it, we really make it less productive. And it, it's very easy to do because yeah. people aren't attached and don't understand all the things that happen. And then when the transparency is not there yeah. and we start having questions and why and we always go to the negative. Yep. Uh, transparency is a good thing in any government. Anytime authority makes a decision, transparency. It's critical. You know why it happened. Yeah. Why? You know, a lot of people or organizational theory says, or leadership theory says that if you explain to me why, even though I don't like it, I'm probably willing to accept it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't explain why and you just do it, then we got a problem. There. And I think that's really true. It's hard and important. And that's respectful, right? It's respectful to, to say, you deserve to know why I did this, and I know I, I, I'm sorry it's going to hurt, and this is why. That feeling of, I don't have time to explain it to you, right. really, really hits it. Or public. you don't deserve an explanation. Right. right. I think that's how people feel. Ooh. Right? I'm sitting here, I'm the boss, I make the decisions. Yep. I don't need to explain myself yeah. or... Right. So I think it's really important to see why. However long it takes. I mean, in this day, Facebook, I mean, put out um, PR, you know, you just, put, you just put out things. You say yeah. it and um, people can take it however they want. Try to take that neutral place, but it, it can be so hard, huh? Yep. looking to list or searching for your perfect property? Well, contact Matt Wade at Century 21 Gold Rush, community member for over 20 years, helping you through the real estate buying and selling process. Matt Wade, C21 at gmail.com. M-A-T-W-A-D-E-C-2-1 at gmail.com. 907-978-0127. Helping you through the process. Matt Wade, Century 21 Gold Rush. What do you see as one of the the number one issue facing the city right now? Well, I think it's it's a mixture of it's almost about who are we going to be when we grow up. Yeah. But it's a it's a mixture of revenues and what we value. You know, do we value who are we? Are we a, are we a frontier city with potholes and and failing sidewalks and low taxes, or are we a community that? Once our potholes filled in and our side, we, we expect our sidewalks to be maintained and we expect our, our snow to be removed and if we need to contribute more to that than we're willing to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a place to be proud of. Yeah. Right, you, see, you see these statistics coming up in a, a lot of Facebook. You know, this Fairbanks rated the worst city to raise kids. That's a Ooh. problem. Man. So the, the, a while, some number of years ago, there the FBI said we were the most dangerous place. What ended up that they were using either the the regional district court numbers dividing by the city of Fairbanks population or something like that. And I think that that's what is the still going on. Comes. It's it's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And I looked for I when that came up recently, I went and looked through the quarterly for a figure that was even close 
to the one that they used, and I think the closest I found was the district court. Mm-hmm. So we need to know we are not the most dangerous no. city, and we need to find that whoever is putting that out, the FBI, and and debunk it with them. Is it? it there's a feeling in the community that it is getting more well, dangerous. Well, that's a different issue. Right. I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, it. it I certainly hear that. Like, in, there, there is a continuum yeah, on absolutely. that line of completely yes. chaotic, yeah. um, falling government, everything's going crazy, uh, martial law. Right, yeah, right, right. You can't to, walk down um, the street. Everything completely mm-hmm. regulated where you right. cannot do anything right. without getting in trouble. That's different than the safety, it seems like. That's yeah. Well, where where you get your, your data from and where we say it's the worst place or the best place mm-hmm. and so, people have different ideas of what right. those are it's it's not a straight line and it's and it's particular you know so you know that I've knocked on doors a lot mm-hmm. so I've been through the city now I've been through the city once and house district one about three or four times um, and what I find is that the nuances in the neighborhoods are huge right the even yeah Riverview you know, Riverview's got the houses on the river which on their own are very different and then they've got sunset and ivy and and different mm-hmm. you know different fields they have more modest communities or neighborhoods within that neighborhood they were all put together and just, you know I was listening to um, an article about the impact of or poverty and, and trees and what something I've noticed walking in, again is the difference in heat in the different neighborhoods. There are some neighborhoods where, oh my gosh, if you're there and it's hot, you're going to be really hot because mm-hmm. there aren't any trees. And then there are the, the mature neighborhoods like Lamita that are very cool because they have older trees and they've been mucked. Just, there's some, there's a lot of nuance and pockets in our neighborhoods. And I think the same with crime, right? There are we should be planting some trees then. Yes, we should. <laughs> That's a whole other issue. Yeah, that, and that right. doesn't seem to take. That's a beautiful investment into the future. I mean, it's not going to get us right away, but yeah. I mean, if we don't do it, that, that's a beautiful thought. Just that thinking about the trees, like uh, certain areas. And charge the people a dollar and I have to see them. Yeah, it's not fair. It's like talking about um, the city, urban versus rural, the amount of trouble you can get in in the city. Because there's there's More nowhere policing. to hide yeah. compared to a rural. I grew up in a rural situation where I wasn't being harassed by police. I could go out. Um, anywhere on any farm road and be away smoke oh. cannabis not yeah. get caught yeah. not get not get put up in this um, yeah. jail system yeah. you know 16 15 yeah. smoking a joint in the city um, people are going to smell it and yeah. they're going to come across you quicker you know where to run to hide you're, yeah. you're caught that's true then you start getting put in and yeah. it's um, and, and now with we're talking about on-site consumption right. coming it's that's a rural urban debate too whether you have property 
And talk, huh, talk to me about that. Well, you just can't. Me as a property owner, I'm allowed to do whatever I want on my property as far as consumed cannabis. Mm-hmm. But if you are renting, I've, I've actually this last time when I've been knocking on doors, I've run into more to people sitting in their car smoking. Wow, it's been interesting. I've, I don't remember seeing that before, like out front of their house. At, yep, or apartments. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think one of them was for sure an apartment. The other one may have been a rental, may have been his grandma's house. I'm not sure. Because in your but, car, you have a, yeah, a, a privacy. Can, right. And, thing, right. Right. And you can smoke without um, having a problem with your landlord. Have def- that maybe, is creating a I, whole other And maybe um, I didn't know it to recognize that it before. But yeah. That's interesting. Like, yeah. where. Where, Where can go? I smoke? Yeah. Oh, some I have people a friend just break who's a single rule. mom. She has to get a babysitter to walk down to relief and then walk home to, you know, to consume. Yeah, that's Oh, no, weird. she can't consume because she's renting. So she can consume gummies. Like on the way home or something? Smoke, or, yeah. But then, but then where are you going to smoke? Yeah. So I get, I get that issue. It's interesting. I'd like you, to see. Oh, God, you were going someplace else with that. Um, no. Oh, you're talking I, about the urban rural issue. Well, just that yeah. the of getting. Right. Having I have a space. place that right. I can consume. Yeah. By owning property, so in this debate, in the on site consumption debate, or even consumption of cannabis, property owners have more rights. Yes. Than non property owners. So we're back to property, the federalist, anti federalist talk again. Well, you know, and actually, property owners get a, a senior discount for the trash, but if you're a renter, you don't. Huh. Yeah. Um, property tax, same Yeah. Same thing with property tax exemption, really. Hmm. You don't own it, you don't get it, even though... Are you, are you then... How does that work? You're paying the fees or something that's yeah, associated yeah. with that? Yeah, there was a guy I was talking to, I haven't been able to chase it down, but right, he's a renter, and he reimburses his landlord for his trash, and this guy's like 80 or more. And um, he doesn't get the deduction because his landlord doesn't, A, doesn't live there probably, and B, is in the senior. Well, not fair. And then seniors living in their, their senior centers oh, right, and right. just not being able to consume. I, I, yeah. I hope, but I doubt it, but I'm hoping that maybe senior centers provide a place would people could you know, soon have cars or to go well, out they, to use? Well, it depends. I'm thinking True. of, yeah, some people could different places, so but they put a van out back and have the but seniors. You're right, it's interesting. Where are we on that on site consumption? Well, application? Um, has it Fairbanks? Um, did the did AMCO it? rule on that? Fairbanks FPL? cut uh-huh. has well at the city level, right? They've been approved, approved right? which is appropriate. I, don't think it's happened yet. The, the meeting in Nome, okay. maybe coming up this month, okay. and that's going to be. I'm not sure if Bruce Schulte will be there yet. Oh, yeah. but right now is a. He should be. He's already been appointed. Doesn't have to be confirmed until next April. Oh, really? Yeah. Someone. Yeah. Sean and I were talking about that. How no. That? Once you're appointed, you're appointed. Well, then and why did um, uh, Vivian have to go through that process? Well, because she was. So if you're appointed outside legislative session, then you then you take your seat. And then you're confirmed at the next legislative uh, session. There's methods everywhere, isn't there? That's yeah. what, yeah. So he just he just stalled a little bit. Well, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it happened. Yeah. a timeline yeah. happened. But, but Schultz Someone... should be seated. I mean, he's seated as soon as he's appointed, um, and he serves until confirmed. Well, then here we go. I would right now. Then there's three at yeah. the vote. Uh-huh. There were two right. against three, three, oh, two, two okay. or, or right. I think it's two. It's okay. five total. Okay. 
So two against, two four, uh-huh. and it was a tie. Uh-huh. So it didn't. Right. You need to right. have the majority. Right. Yeah. So with Schulte on there next time, I see no reason why it's gonna so not. Do you think Schulte is supportive of onside and mm-hmm. understands it? And mm-hmm. Super. Uh, yeah, I would have no. No doubt that it goes through. Yeah, I, I'm really glad. I mean, I feel so much more comfortable with the on-site given that the state has gone through this process and has vetted it. You know, I have a lot of confidence in it. I, I think it'll be interesting. The analogy that I think we should use more instead of saying it's like a bar is saying it's like hoodoo. I think in tasting our community, room. a tasting room. Mm-hmm. I think that we understand that now as a community, and it seems like it's more of an, an And that's what it is, a gram. Yeah. So I think that that is, I would encourage people to be using that analogy. Yeah, um, we, we, we have to control the language. Yeah, it's important because it's not a bar. A bar it would it insinuate its endless consumption. Right, and then they yeah. say you can't, you can't drink a beer in your packaged goods store, but yeah, it, right. we're not going, it's not right. a packaged goods right. store. No. Yeah, it, the argument, both sides are using different tools to fight and they're just not working together. Yeah. So hopefully we can get Hopefully it won't matter. It's going to go through. We'll go through the regulations. Are there any other in the, in the pipeline that you know None of? None that I know of. I know that Pacololo had theirs at oh, the, yeah, initial, right. okay. yeah. the initial onset, they've but it wasn't it. allowed. Oh, oh okay. So they've right. got it in their because plans. Because there, wasn't, there <laughs> right. weren't regs. So it's, I believe, uh, unless something's uh, changed uh, from years ago, it's always been part of their plan, right. waiting for onsite right. to start. But um, according to Shoshana, there's no um, no one else has applied yet at the city level. Right, but there's such a long process. Right. The, I'm, yeah, that's. What and I haven't heard of any borough yet either. At the Amco level, we aren't anymore. I I, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Someone was telling me that it wasn't all that much more work once you if you were already established to add no. on site. Is that accurate? About, From my perspective, yeah, and regulation if wise? you didn't have what has to be attached to a retail, mm-hmm. so if you don't have a retail store, you can't get the right. on-site going. Right. But it's an opportunity for people to partner, I'm thinking. Because mm-hmm. this is one of the things in cannabis policy that allows minorities, um, women, um, people that have been um, lower income to participate in the cannabis industry having an on-site. Tell me more about that. Well, it's it's lower buy-in. Okay. But you're, nev- there's, you're never going to have that as if it has to be attached to a retail because the retail is so expensive. That's what I was... That's, yeah. But in other states, you can... They have more of um, clubs mm-hmm. where they're not selling the cannabis there. Mm-hmm. People are bringing it in. So you have that kind of model. Very expensive to get involved in it. But if there was some kind of way to create that an on-site consumption license mm-hmm. where you'd only be able to you know it's a smaller retail license what it actually becomes because mm-hmm. you're only allowed to sell one grand at a time okay. per day mm-hmm. instead of yeah attached to a retail okay. it would, are they considering you have, that? I probably yeah. not why? Okay. Uh, just because mm-hmm. it, it's harder they're worried it's about proliferation they're worried I don't about know. Yeah. It just, I would think it, lower barrier to entry means potentially more more people can yeah. get involved in it. Yeah. That's the, a beautiful thing about Alaska's policy. It was low entry. That yeah. was low entry? Holy yes. moly. Holy I mean, moly. like in New York, you need to oh have like $3 million in the bank to oh start. Oh, my goodness. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. all you had to do was you had to pay for the license. Wow. And then everything else. And do everything. That. Right. <laughs> but you didn't have to have oh, it up front, okay. backing wow. the banks, and they're saying oh. you have it, millions of dollars wow. just to get in. So. Wow. <laughs> Dab Lab AK, winner of Cannabis Classic 2017, Alaska's best glass shop. And there's no doubt as to why. High quality, American-made glass, none of this cheap import stuff. With the best CBD and accessories available on the market, all in a comfortable, professional setting with competitive prices. Support local, College Road, Fairbanks. I'm going to let my buddy Alaska Red tell you. For the highest quality glass that you're going to find in Alaska, head on down to my buddy's shop, Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road. That's Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road, Fairbanks, Alaska. 10 to 9, Sunday through Thursday, open till 11, Friday to Saturday. For all your cannabis accessory needs, Dab Lab AK. Backtrack provided by Alaska Red, Lyrical Sticker. Delivery services, on-site consumption, are ways for um, other people. How are we on delivery involved. services? I, I have a friend I who I think he yeah. has MS and needed some cannabis and you and know she couldn't there? get there. She couldn't get around and she needed somebody to. There's no buy reason for her why and, we should not have it if it exists in other states. Yeah. Um, Is it illegal like for me to buy it and take to my friend? No. Okay. Uh, up to an ounce, you're allowed to deliver up to an ounce. Okay. Um, there's supposed to be no what do they call that enumeration. Okay, so right. money transfer remuneration remuneration, remuneration yeah. um, so however you do it you do it yeah because it's your friend so yes I right. can take it to my friend yes but I can't get can't my make a taxi business model delivery guy to do it or who's you that, could. whoever delivery guy right. yeah. I'm sure that model exists in town yeah. someone <laughs> is delivering they've got to be yeah because the, the, the market exists for it right like your friend getting a babysitter right you're paying what Ten twenty dollars yeah. for that half hour, when you could pay a delivery driver to bring it, and it's going to cost you two bucks to tip the person or, or whatever yeah. you know whatever model you set up. So I would what is that um DoorDash? Yeah, that's that's right. That's it, it yeah. would be per, you could have yeah. cannabis cash and cannabis yeah. delivery where right. they're just delivering from from every business and that that's a model. People could be making money from that. Um, but I'm sure it'll Legally. be attached. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it'll be attached to a current retail. Right, right. Like you'll have to have that, and then it just makes the current retails larger. Or or conglomerates them. Right. You know, kicks out the right. smaller ones and just right. makes bigger entities. More business, more different people involved in business, the better I think. You know, we need to have that, that lower barrier to entry. And there was in Portland, this is a cool fact, I looked this up last week, that you are given a reduction in your license fees if you have a cannabis conviction. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Beautiful. Portland, Oregon. Wow, that's interesting. So they're very, wow, that's interesting. You know, they're very liberal is there, that Is there logic you already have experience or? I would just or, know. We're sorry, you've, you've already paid. paid for this? Yes. Yeah. Right. Like you've paid fines, wow, you've you paid have, with right. your time, right. you've paid That's with your um, freedom. Life. Yeah. And uh, wow. so That's really that cool. is awesome yeah. that you're given a yeah. benefit for being yeah. a, a founder, a framer, a patriot, a 
a smuggler. Mm-hmm. A, if you didn't have all those people, we wouldn't have this. Regardless of what you think of that black market and breaking yeah. the rules back yeah. then. Yeah. Black market lives matter. We wouldn't be wow. here if it wouldn't be for the plan existing the whole time. Well, and, and they're allowed to get licenses, too. I mean, yeah. barring them from anyone with a conviction from getting licenses. Right. So it just cuts a lot of people out. Yeah. Black market lives matter. Did we talk about new revenue? Um, we, we Just did about your business. And, yeah. and you, you know how to do it. You've seen I, it, done. So here's really one of my goals is I think that our community right now is just stalled out and... and and in these economic times and political times, it's really dangerous. Do you think people are just like, depressed and just be hammered by well, we conflict don't, We everywhere? don't know where we're going. We have no idea where we're going. We're just paying the bills as they come in, and hopefully, right? Struggling. And I talk to businesses around town, and they're not replacing people because of uncertainty. They're not hiring. People aren't moving. I mean, there are, there are positions open that can't get filled, and, and some working hypotheses is people are... It, they're uncertain. They feel they're going to stay investing. where they are. They're not, and, yeah, and people aren't investing. And new industries not coming in. So I think that as a city, we there's limited things we can do about that. But one of them is we can do a business plan for ourselves. Like where do we want to be in 20 years? How do we want to get there? And how do we want to pay for it? And so that's really what my major platform is. Let's do this. Let's figure where we're going. Let's at least take control of what we can. And, and part of my goal in having the discussion of how do we want to pay for it is, how, you know, what educating the public about revenues and about our current structure. Civics. It, yeah. So that, and then finding out what, you know, what's most palatable to the community and then taking the next step and saying, okay, well, this is what we learned. And, you know, is there an initiative? Is the city council willing to put it on a ballot? You, you talked know, about Luke Hopkins do? coming up ahead of... The cannabis issue yeah, right yeah, away, and yep. and bringing town hall meetings. Yeah, and he was great talking about it. Is that kind of yeah. how you see any kind of issue? If you oh, have problems I, like bringing town hall meetings and that kind of thing. Absolutely, stakeholders. You know, like we were talking about mm-hmm. with the with the limited limiting the retail to twelve. How do you talk to people? Yeah. And the town halls. I mean, I when I say put together a business plan, maybe I didn't mention that. To me, that's bringing everybody in the room and saying, you know, where do we want to be? How are we going to get there? The military, the university, it's not just the city because we're all part of the city. Right. And it's not you know? just cannabis. And it's not just cannabis. <laughs> and it's not, you know, it's just... We're a small piece of what's yeah, going it's, on. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's all of us. But where do we want to be? How do we want to get there? What does our downtown look like? Right. It's, do you, that gets right into something I want to talk about that, that I forgot about mm-hmm. is this perception of increasing crime. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And right. it, it does, is it, do we have an increase in crime? You know, I don't even know how we would know that. And here's why I say that. Our police force has been understaffed for three to five years. They don't even bother mostly with patrolling. They're just responding right now. Mm. Um, so who knows what's not even being reported. I don't... Uh, there's certainly a sense of it. Here's here's how I sense it. It's, I learn a lot knocking on doors, and I sometimes I see more ring doorbells. I see more cameras. I see I've seen them increase. It seems like um, certainly between 2015 and 2017. So an, an increase in fear. Yeah, I see more people monitoring, and, and I talk to people, you know, and ask them how 
how are things in the neighborhood? Most people actually tell me it's fine. There are some areas, though, that have had more property crimes. It's vandalism and theft. But those are, you know, those are those are ad hoc data points. So it, it's hard to answer that. But I think that we've we seem to have seen, and then SB ninety one, you know, really mm. um, disrupted the system. Mm. Um, and so that, it, from a statistic perspective, there's too many, or from a troubleshooting perspective or analysis, there's too many movable or changeable parts in there to be able to say to draw a conclusion mm -hmm. so we're left with um, ad hoc or um, people talking to us what do we call that anecdotal anecdotal thank you anecdotal comments and anecdotally people feel like crime is increased I would say right yeah. how about across America we have this opioid yeah. Problem. Yeah. It's hit here. Yeah, it has. Kind of the, yeah. we get to be one of the last spots on the road for people yeah. getting away and yeah. hiding, just being, recreating yourself, being something new. And sometimes you really can't, where, where can't you, get away from it. It's and called this is where tough. you go, there you are. Right? All right. Wherever you go. Yeah. Do you, any kind of plan to how to address that? No. I, you know, I don't have one, which is just an honest answer. It's a big issue. It's a heartbreaking issue. And it's one that we, I think, are coming together to explore what we can do. But our resources are just so limited. We used to have a, something called Community Behavioral Mental Health Program in town. It was an organization that had like five or six um residential facilities where people with mental health could live and due to organizational things that organization went into bankruptcy and we lost that resource in our community so we don't we our mental health resources were inadequate to begin with and they became much more stretched and it, it's something that's it's increasing a very, it's a, absolutely yeah, very absolutely and I think opioid addiction, the reason maybe I went there is I was at a conference where they were talking about the changes to the brain due to opioids and due to meth and due to alcohol. And it becomes an, an illness, right? And it isn't like they can just choose. <laughs> oh, today I'll just choose to be sober for the rest of my life. Just say no. Yeah. It's just... I, don't, I used to smoke. You don't just say. I mean, some people do. Some people get up and they say, I'm not going to smoke anymore. And to some degree, I think, you know, maybe that was how I finally quit. It's been since 1988, so I don't remember it anymore. But, you know, it was hard. It was freaking hard. And that was cigarettes. Nice. Yeah. You know, some yeah. people have strong personalities and they yeah. can just Discipline. stop it. Yeah. And, and then they replace it with something else. Yeah. yeah. Strong exercise or yeah. um, different hobbies. Yeah. And a, a more healthy addiction. Or food, yeah, unhealthy yeah, addiction. Yeah, yeah. Anything too extreme. We just get, it's good to hear we're talking about how we want to see our community. And part of that addiction to anything is what we want to reduce in our community. Just addiction, right? Be yeah. Positive health. Um, we, we do have a, a strong segment of our community that is very healthy. 
biking all the time mm-hmm. and skiing. There are cross country skiing outside, uh, running. Yep. Huge uh, running club at the elementary school. Oh, when nice. you head up the uh-huh. Birch Hill and you just see hundreds of kids Oh, running. nice. Oh, very good. But somewhere we lose it. Something happens. And we get out of the habit. We lots of art in our community yep. and I'm here, you know, our, our yes. state, at our state level, we're losing the, um, I don't know what the Arts Association, I think yeah. they, re- I think he they, refunded oh, good, it. Good, but, good, But the problem is it already had been dismantled to some degree, so. All right, people go home and look for other jobs and. Well, yeah. And how are you going to take away art? Life. Don't. Yes. Right. No, yes. and, and I, I really appreciate that about Fairbanks, that we have a, we have a strong art community that's out there and uh, it is absolutely one yeah one of the one of the crowns in our jewels how do we increase that they've been doing a good job with increasing it and it's good to to see that plan I'm I'm glad to hear that we're not just talking about what we're going to fix tomorrow no a thousand tomorrows yes absolutely And Far North Tokers would like to thank Good Cannabis for sponsoring the podcast. Friday and Saturday, 10 to 11, Sunday through Thursday, 10 to 10, 356 Old Steve's Highway, Fairbanks, Alaska, 907-452-5463. Good Cannabis, here's Token. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Last question that I have, uh, Chief of Staff. Uh Uh-huh. Are you gonna? Do you plan on keeping chief of staff or move um, on? You know, it's a it's a conversation I'd rather keep private because it's kind of sure. sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's a people don't quite understand that position, and that's a part of our government that yeah. runs a lot. Yes, of it's very important. I was talking to Frank last week, and he was looking. He was he wants to see a more city manager type uh-huh. thing where. I think Frank right. would continue doing what he does, being host right, right, of Fairbanks right, right. and being kissing babies, cutting strings, and right. being the figurehead, running a meeting, right. but not really making all those decisions in the background. Yeah, yep. and it seems like that's what our chief of staff is anyway. Right now, I think it depends. Right, it depends upon the mayor. That executive's going to yeah. be how, yeah. how well, it depends on the mayor too. Absolutely, you know my, and and I think about how do I balance that because. There's an absolute role to being out in the community, hearing what's going on, talking to people, and and sharing. I think that you could share the figurehead issue. Some I'm talking to Jerry Cleworth, he used to when he'd get invitations. If he knew someone on the council might be interested, he'd ask one of them if they wanted to go. And, I, and that's something that I think is a really good idea. But I intend to be part of public policy. I think that's the that's my role. Mm-hmm. Now that's what I'm being elected for, not to uh, not to right. just go be a figurehead someplace. Is in my opinion. Well, it's a for, big ship to steer, and it's a anyone big ship to steer. Where you, as leader of that ship, you can take all yeah. kinds of responsibility yeah. for it or delegate yeah. responsibility. Right. It's the type of person, and it's the balance have. there that is so important and is hard to find. Use your people properly. Yep, use people properly. If you have good people, yeah, yeah, and and it's just it's a really critical role, absolutely. 
And it's also about tone, right? It's about how we want to work with people. Right. And really important. Yeah, how, how you communicate with right, people. Right. But, but I mean working with, like in union negotiations, there's, there's a form of union negotiating called like same side of the table. And it's sitting together and saying, we all want to serve the, the community. That's our goal. And we want to have a happy workforce. How do we get that goal? What can we, how do we do that together? As opposed to trying to beat each other up and, you know, get one over on the other. Yeah, I think that that... Try to win. Try, that rarely <laughs> is useful. I think we rarely get better, or the best decisions and the best agreements when we're doing it that way. No, because no one is yeah. right all the time. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah, no. So no. Well, let's listen <laughs> no. to some... Listen to other, the other people uh, yeah. talking. Yeah. Well... Catherine, I, I really appreciate you coming out here and joining us. My Catherine pleasure. Dodge, yeah. for Fairbanks Mayor, Fairbanks Thank City Mayor. Thank you again for the invitation. How do people get in touch with you? They want to. Um, thank you for asking that. In fact, there was something that I wanted to um, remember to say. I have been to some of the cannabis stores and cultivation in the community. I haven't been to all. Um, in fact, I don't know if I told you, I, one time I took the borough attorney and I said, let's go. You know, we went and toured Good LLC and went and toured uh, retail. Sadly, it was the one that got shut down. Frozen buds. Frozen buds. But anyway, because we both wanted to understand what we were but making it's decisions good. about. If any of to see, it's yeah, good to see was, one that went down. Well, maybe. Yeah, it, I, I like that it, story. I like yeah, it, it was an interesting interaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, and I've been to Pacalolo and Good, and, but I haven't been to a lot of them. So if someone wants me to come visit, I would love an invitation. Great. And that's my number is nine seven eight seven seven one eight nine seven eight seven seven one eight. All right. Thank Super. you, Catherine Dodge. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to visit with you. Yes. Catch up on the industry. I've been a little bit out of the loop on some of the uh, things you, going on. You take on. that role as mayor, you'll hear about it a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to it. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. Here's Token. Let me need you to draw me this. <gasps> this is interesting. We'll talk. We'll, we okay. can talk. I'd, yeah. I'd love to talk yeah. to you more about what my thoughts on yeah. cannabis industry.